Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with you, as always. And in today's show, I'll be reacting to Week 14 Fantasy Football in 2022 and previewing the Week 15 Waiver Wire. It is Fantasy Playoff Week. It's time for the Fantasy Football Playoffs. I hope you made it. I hope you're still in contention because this podcast will be trying to guide you to a fantasy championship. I figured I'd start off this show by previewing or discussing a couple of the teams that I had that were grinding for the fantasy playoffs. I had like two main ones that were really on that fringe. And one of them, I actually can't pull up the team at the moment for some reason. It's not working, but I do have to get either a win against the league median or a win against my opponent to make the playoffs. And it doesn't look like I'm going to get that median win, but I've got about a 70% chance of pulling this one out on Monday night football. So that would be huge needing Deandre Hopkins to do well enough to really hold on for me that way in that one there in my other league. I have it pulled up right now. I have a 90% chance of victory on ESPN got winning by about 23.8. I have Ramondre Stevenson still left to go on Monday night. And of course, you're listening to this on Tuesday and I'm recording this on Monday. So you'll find out how these guys did exactly versus DeAndre Hopkins, who I need to do well for me in one league, but not too well in this one and the Cardinals defense. And I need Stevenson to not be outscored by more than 23.8 and I can get the victory, which would be massive because this would mean a great weekend. I also had another league where I grind, like grinded out my team. I've been like having to pay less and less attention to each individual team when I have nine leagues and so much schoolwork plus the podcast, but every team makes the playoffs in this league but I still started off two and seven then started try harding and now I've won five in a row and now I'm back to seven and seven and my team is peaking at the right time made some good trades heading into the playoffs and feeling good about winning that one that's a home league so I really want to win and display my ability to win hopefully but yeah five straight feeling good on the rise got some other teams that are doing pretty well as well and hopefully competing for the fantasy championship. So those are the ones though on the like playoff fringe or making big runs at the moment to like get back into main contention. So I was pretty excited that those three teams are now on the rise. And that one team that in my main home league or one of my main home leagues that is about to improve to seven and seven in the league, it's 12 teams, six make the playoffs. Then if I get up to seven and seven, I think this team has a legit shot of winning the championship because it is, like a really, really good team. It just started off one and four and did not get going. But I have Dak Prescott, Joe or Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Darren Waller, and Joe Mixon at Flex. And it's a 12 team league where I've only made three trades. So yes, blah, blah, blah. Your home league is so trash. Well, whatever. I made three trades, drafted a good team, picked up that squad. So very, very happy with it. And I think can make a run at the championship. And that league, by the way, this is the fifth year of the league. I created it. And I finished top five every year out of 12, got a first place finish, a second place finish, a fourth place finish and a fifth place finish and looking to make the playoffs again. And it looks like I'll have a very good shot at doing so. So that's a dynasty right there, but enough tooting my own horn because let's get to some fantasy football advice. I was just excited about those teams and I told you guys I would give you updates about them once it's time for playoffs and it is now time for playoffs. Let's get into some advice. And by the way, if you want to share how your team's doing, you can let me know on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF and that's where you can send your fantasy questions as well. Let's get into the stuff for today's show. We got injuries, reactions, and waiver wires. Let's start by talking about the news and the injuries of the week. So week 14 fantasy football injuries, there were some notable injuries in Sunday's games as there always are and as there always will continue to be, as it seems happens all the time. Tyler Huntley got injured for Baltimore. 
So if you were planning on starting him, he started in place of Lamar Jackson, didn't actually do too well for you in fantasy. In fact, I needed him to do well in one of the leagues I just mentioned that I need to make the playoffs in um, by winning this matchup. But I still managed to score just enough to still be in a good spot heading into Monday night. T. Higgins did not return with a hamstring injury and Tyler Boyd dislocated his finger. So maybe time to look at some next guys up for the Cincinnati Bengals. But for now, it seems like the Jamar Chase show until we look at some other potentially reliable pass catchers. If Hayden Hurst comes back from injury as well, he could be a guy to look for there. Russell Wilson had a concussion. So something to keep an eye on for these Denver weapons, of course, in this offense in general, Damian Pierce did not return with an ankle injury. That's pretty massive news. Um, Tyreek Hill, had an ankle injury, came back into the game. Now is listed as questionable. It looks pretty minor so far. Jeff Wilson had a hip injury ruled out at halftime. Corey Davis out. Debo Samuel out. Looks like he had a high ankle sprain. So he might miss most of the rest of the season. So hopefully he comes back soon because that is a massive, massive loss for the 49ers, of course. It does give an upgrade for Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, though, who are very productive, actually, under third-string quarterback Brock Purdy. And... That is about it. I mean, there were a lot of injuries. Dontrell Hilliard got hurt as well. A lot of injuries this week, a lot more than usual. So hopefully these waiver wire picks will help you out heading into the week. So let's get into the reactions. These are the PPR scoring leaders for week 14 of the fantasy football season. The quarterback won prior to Monday Night Football, of course. The quarterback one was Trevor Lawrence, picked apart this Tennessee defense. Three touchdowns through the air, ran for another on the ground, got chippy at the end of the game. He was fired up. And in this week, AFC South, the Jaguars are actually not quite out of playoff contention just yet. So that's something to keep an eye on. Jalen Hurts, quarterback two. I mean, he should be in your lineups every week. He tore apart uh, the Giants and they scored 48 points. Jared Goff had an interestingly good game that shows he is sometimes a potential streamer week to week. And actually, Russell Wilson had a strangely good game against Kansas City. He is been a bust for most weeks as of late so it's too early to rely on him but I mean for some reason he was I mean he was able to I guess there are a couple of Patrick Mahomes picks but he was able to stay in the game and throw for a lot of yardage and touchdowns against Kansas City busts on the week Tom Brady never got it going and got murdered by the 49ers Derek Carr had a really poor week I think we can expect better from him in the future but this looked like a nice matchup from him where he just disappointed that was a strange one for your fantasy teams the RB1 on the week was Jarek McKinnon He's been inconsistent over the last few weeks, but really stepped it up. Looked like a wide receiver with his seven receptions for 112 yards and two touchdowns. CMC was the RB2. He broke off a big, long run and just was, I mean, he looked fantastic. Like, if you watch these 49ers games, you have to realize how good CMC actually looks when he's healthy. Like, he is a truly incredible running back. Miles Sanders had a great game. I mean, as long as the Eagles keep winning, Miles Sanders actually continues to be a reliable option and really an overlooked option in fantasy this year. And I think this is an interesting narrative, too. Has anyone ever like looked, I don't know if anyone's ever looked into this. Has like a player ever said, like, don't draft me in fantasy like that. First of all, like Miles Sanders did period. And second, then overperform their draft position because I think Miles Sanders wanted the spotlight off him in fantasy. So he's like, don't draft me, please don't be disappointed in me. I, I don't think he realized that that's kind of not really like how it works because someone's going to end up with him no matter what. And so there's still going to be the same amount of people disappointed or happy with him, but um, maybe he wanted to lower his draft position enough to temper expectations, but still, I mean, he said, don't draft me. And then like actually became a draft value, which is very, very funny that he like went against his own potential fantasy ability. And yeah, I mean, paid off for those who actually drafted him. Busts on the week. I mean, it looked like James Cook might have a good week heading into Buffalo's game, but he really, really did not. I 
think was outplayed by Devin Singletary. Yeah, he was. Singletary was also a bust this week, and he was a bust pick on the podcast as well. So I hope you sat him down at least. Raheem Mostert was a bust. There were really not very many good running backs on the week. Like Nick Chubb was the RB26 with 8.4 fantasy points. DeAndre Swift also looks really inconsistent and scary after Jamal Williams got some work. So count on Swift as a risky flex with some upside at this point. Wide receivers. Guys, the wide receiver one in the week, Justin Jefferson, 223 yards. You've got to be joking. Like, that's video game type of numbers. He is the wide receiver. He was the wide receiver one overall in the week. Just an absolutely massive, massive performance for Justin Jefferson. Somehow, his counter, his quarterback, Kirk Cousins, threw for 425 yards and was still only the QB5. Like, that's kind of like seems weirdly impossible, but it's true. I just went back and double checked. Jerry Judy was the wide receiver too with three touchdowns, which is unfortunate. Hopefully Russ comes back because if not, I mean, that could hurt Jerry Judy who just had a massive week. Jamar Chase was great. Tyree kill was great as they always are. Chris Moore, a streamer who actually popped up late in the week when Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks looked like they'd both be absent. I picked him up in a league or two, and in particular in the home league where I'm trying to make the playoffs, he really clutched up for me with 10 receptions for 124 yards. I actually got to meet Chris Moore in person a few years back. Good to see him have that massive breakout game. He almost got a touchdown too, which was really rooting for him on it. But I mean, in general, he really came through for my fantasy team and for a lot of others. Busts on the week, Jalen Waddle, just two catches. Really, really strange that Jalen Waddle busted that massively because he's been having such a good season. Marcus Valdez-Scantling didn't give you much. Corey Davis got hurt, didn't give you much. Those were pretty much the, like, really, really bad wide receivers on the week. I guess DJ Moore as well had a really horrific week, which, I mean, man, does anyone need a quarterback badly more than DJ Moore? I don't know if I can think of anybody. Guys, the tight end one on the week as we moved to tight ends was Evan Ingram. He had more than twice the fantasy points of the next closest tight end, which was David Njoku, the tight end too. I mean, and Ingram is probably a, like he's been on the rise a little bit. Maybe he's not on the waiver wire list, but a guy that maybe you could be picking up. I also don't know if he's available in over 60% of leagues anyway. But Njoku has having a bit of a breakout season, so he should be starting. Chagosia Mokonkwo got to tight end three status. And I probably can't trust him too much for the future, along with Austin Hooper also in this offense. But like, I mean, it was good to see against Jacksonville, the tight ends on both sides doing pretty well. Then Dalton Schultz had a solid week as well, which was, you know, it was very interesting. So tight end busts on the week as well. Um, Let's see. I mean, Mark Andrews didn't have a very good week. Coke left. If you've been relying on him, I hope you haven't, but he had one catch. Um, Foster Morrow was actually shut out. And by the way, I realized it's not Moreau as many pronounce it is Foster Morrow. So from now on, of course, I'll be saying it that way because that is technically how his name is pronounced. Foster Morrow had no fantasy points. Mike Gesicki had no fantasy points, man. And the Mike Gesicki is really like falling off in fantasy for sure. So that's it for the reactions. Let's move into waiver wire before we wrap this show up. These guys are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues prior to Monday Night Football. The first is Chuba Hubbard. How about Chuba Hubbard getting 31 carries combined in his last two weeks, being efficient and getting work next to Deontay Foreman? Watch out for him on the waiver wires. Also pick up Jarek McKinnon. I know he's been inconsistent, but having a massive week like that means he deserves to be on rosters. DJ Chark is the number three pickup. His targets have been driving up, caught six of seven last week, and he's been very productive as a member of this Lions offense. Again, could be inconsistent with Jamison Williams and Josh Reynolds, and I'm 
Ross St. Brown there, but he seems to have established a good role for the moment. Gus Edwards still getting like double digit carries week to week, even with JK Dobbins back. I think we can rely on Gus a lot like we have in past years as a low end flex option. And then Van Jefferson hasn't really stepped it up yet, but kind of a speculative ad with no Allen Robinson and no Cooper cup. I don't think it's going to be Ben Skoranek going crazy every week. So I think we will need to see some Van Jefferson production. So he actually might warrant even being a little higher on this list. If you really believe in that as him as a speculative ad heading into the fantasy playoffs, and he could be a league winner for you heading into the championship, which is of course what you're looking for at this point in the year. So that wraps up the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. Second goal fantasy at gmail.com is where you can send your fantasy questions. Also follow on Twitter for show updates at SGF pod. Thank you all for tuning in. Good luck in your fantasy playoff matchups. I'll have one more podcast later this week to prepare you for those as well as the weekly start sit thread for all your matchups. Good luck. It's fantasy playoff time. So buckle up because this is the best time of the fantasy year. Thank you all for tuning in and I'll see you next time.